This is a diet of Brussels. What's the relationship between the EU and immigration? The reason for asking this is really that here in the UK, uh, immigration has become uh, bound up in a lot of the debate with uh, EU membership. Um, Not least because uh, for many who are critical of the EU, uh, they see uh, the loosening of borders uh, and border controls as something that has resulted then in more uh, uncontrolled immigration. So it's perhaps worth uh, thinking about this in general terms, and we can unpack that a bit further down the line in some other episodes. Two big camps, I think, that need to be uh, distinguished between. On the one hand, you've got uh, immigration uh, from other uh, EU member states. Now, in the view of the EU, what you're trying to create is a single market, that you want to have uh, free movement of uh, the factors of uh, economic production, so goods and services and capital, but also of workers. And so that was really the basis of the liberalisation of uh, movement that took place. So between member states, there should be free movement uh, of uh, workers, at least, and that's been progressively expanded to cover people in general. Uh, Where there's a slight difference is that in the case of uh, all border controls, most member states of the EU have signed up to the Schengen uh, Treaty, which uses the EU's uh, institutions, but which is a separate part of the system. And uh, because the UK hasn't joined that, it's still able to impose uh, passport checks uh, on people entering the UK. So in terms of that first group of uh, migration between EU member states, certainly it has become much more simple for people to enter the UK from those other member states. And certainly if we think about uh, the enlargement to Central and Eastern Europe that took place uh, uh, about a decade ago, you saw very large numbers of Central and East Europeans coming to the UK in particular. One of the reasons for that was that the UK was one of the few countries that didn't uh, want to continue having restrictions on that free movement. And we can talk a bit about the, the costs and the benefits of that at another point. The second group, though, is perhaps the one where we have uh, some very different questions, and that's migration from outside of the EU. Whilst the EU liberalises movement between its member states, it doesn't necessarily liberalise movement uh, from the outside into the EU. What you've seen has been a standardisation to a considerable degree of those countries uh, where... uh, visas are required from, uh, certainly within the case of the Schengen member states, but also to a certain degree uh, between the UK and the Schengen zone as well. But still the UK controls who enters uh, the UK uh, from outside and doesn't uh, get uh, uh, told uh, what to do in terms of uh, processing those applications. It doesn't have to meet any particular requirements as part of its EU membership. So when we talk about the EU and uh, immigration, we need to be careful to distinguish between these two groups because they tend to be lumped together. Now, that matters. 
Um, because most people don't tend to think about the differentiation between the two. And certainly if we think about the uh, scenes that we've seen in Calais uh, this summer uh, and in previous uh, years uh, for some time, we can see how there is a confusion between those different categories. One of the issues, certainly, that has become more evident of late has been that once people get into the EU, let's say on a boat across the Mediterranean uh, or crossing a, a land border in Eastern Europe, once they're inside the EU, it then becomes relatively easy for them to move around. And what we'll talk about in another episode is the way in which <coughs> is the way in which um, that potentially undermines the free movement. But then we've got a, a general conceptual framework and one that we can build on a bit further. <laughs>